boy wonder Hey, I'm back. Uh, we're drinking a little Treehouse 70. This is, I think, one of my favorites from Treehouse. I think it might be my favorite from Treehouse. Uh, this is Craig going to toss it over to Scotty. Not doing Treehouse. I ran out, unfortunately. I'm <laughs> um, drinking a Finback um, Oscillation IPA. Um, it's Thursday Night Football right now. We're actually watching the Rams and um, Seahawks game. We are Top Shelf Fantasy. You can uh, hear us at Spotify, Apple Podcast, Podcoin, Stitcher, and Pocketcast. And follow us on Twitter at Top Shelf FNTSY or visit our website at topshelffantasy.com. Before we start anything, Tyler Lockett. What a touchdown he just made. Craig, you can talk about it. That that's your guy. Yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, no, I was I was saw him rolling over to the left side of the screen. Uh watch we're watching the game and uh I see Russell Wilson roll out looking that way. I'm going, please be Tyler Lockett, please be Tyler Lockett, please be Tyler Lockett. And I'm here like, oh Will Disley. (laughs) (laughs) And all of a sudden in the literally tip of the corner of the end zone. Santonio Holmes asks. Yeah. Oh yeah. that's There's what it no was. way Russell Wilson <laughs> thought anyone was going to catch that. He was he just throwing it away, but I'll toss it around where it won't be picked off, but you know, he'll have that 1% chance. That was an amazing grab. That's, that was, that that's was Tyler fun. Lockett for you. That, that was, was great. Fun. He's, he's, he's really stepping it up. But he's only a deep years. threat guy, and that's it. He, he can't make those catches, nope, I thought. Nope, nope. <laughs> All right, so um, I'm sure we'll have some more stuff with him and um, Seahawks going forward. But first segment, the news. Um... Melvin Gordon's to play now, um, and we'll talk about him too later on, but how much does he play? I know they have a quote-unquote game plan for him, but do you expect him to play a lot? I actually, in my opinion this time, uh, think he's going to. I think last week was just you know getting his bearings. He didn't even do much, but uh, I he feel like... He didn't touch the field at all. He didn't hit at no, all. It was a emergency. I didn't watch it because it was a Miami game. Yeah, because I was going to say, they didn't need it. Justin Jackson was off, so yeah. as an emergency, they had to dress him for the third RB, just in case, but he didn't... And that, and that makes sense. Yep. But when... Um, uh, I believe Lynn is the, the head coach, right? Anthony Lynn. That yeah. is correct. Yeah, so he had came out when Melvin Gordon was first reporting, being like, oh, hell yeah, we're going to use him. Like, he's our best running back. We're going to use him. So I have a good feeling you're going to see him get at least two-thirds the work. And that's a, that's my opinion. Eckler's a really good running back, so you can't just not give him work. You've, you've seen them in the past use a Danny Woodhead uh, type of player for a long time. So I think that you're going to see Eckler take that role. And, you know, he's still going to be able to create some fantasy value for you. Yeah, we'll get more into that um, situation later on. But and then another thing in the news, uh, Stefan Diggs, trade talks happening again. Um, I don't know what you guys want to say Did about you, that. But. So the only thing, so um, the Vikings come out. So if if you're new, if you're Josh Brickley and you're new to everything that's going on. <laughs> yeah, he's been that. named <laughs> the last three podcasts, I think. Well, it, was hey, my tra- really? it was my trade frustration on last Tuesday. Last was like, one. yeah, screw you, Brickley. Let's so all right, so to fill everybody in, about 24 hours later, our, our buddy sends us a screenshot. Oh, Stephon Diggs is gonna is is gonna get traded. Listen, Stephon Diggs following Patriots players on on Insta, uh, Instagram or whatever on social media, but 
the more curious thing, right, is somebody came out, told Tommy Curran, it's not happening. GM for the Vikings came out, said, we're absolutely not trading him. Then Stefan Diggs goes on some radio show and they're like, you know, ask him about the trade and goes, there's some truth to some rumors. <laughs> like, but, yeah, but I'm not going to speak to it. Like, what kind of what kind of cryptic, cryptic that man practice? are you? It was after practice, I thought. I, I, don't I think know it, where I think it was. I think it was. Um, I mean, I would have to go pull up like exactly the the article, but I know Stefan Diggs basically they're still hinting at him yeah. wanting to be I traded. Mean, the GM saying that they're not trading him just means, hey, teams. Uh, Give us a little more. <laughs> yeah, the that's price all is more that means. There's always a price, especially for a guy that's disgruntled like that. <laughs> Bill Belichick's like, ah, fine, I'll offer you a fifth instead of a sixth. From, <laughs> from some reports I saw, which, of course, you can never believe trade rumor uh, pick reports, but it was a first and a fourth. Do you feel like Stefan Diggs is worth yeah, a first 100%. and a fourth? I do, too. I think he, that he's worth he it. Is, he's young. He's still young. And he's, <laughs> he's, also, young. he's also incredibly underrated at how good he is at route running, at how oh. good he is at creating separation. on his. He is a hyper-talented offensive player. And if he was on a team where Kirk Cousins wasn't the quarterback, you you would know his name a and lot And we more. saw him uh, the first three weeks Cousins just missed him or underthrew him on a lot of throws. Like he's he gets open. Last week you saw what he what uh, nine for one hundred and two yards. Yeah, I think. seven 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 for seven for one hundred and eight. Okay, yep. I I don't blame their wide receivers being upset with Kirk Cousins at all. No, and I feel like when Adam Thielen. Anyway, I mean, there's the thing with we Kirk were Cousins. Kind of right on Thielen. <laughs> we so. could we could sit here and talk about Cousins as much as. Oh, how you doing? That's rude. Um, yep. Anyway. <laughs> how, all right. So, AB, no news. No news. But no is that news. good news? <laughs> we haven't heard about AB in a week. Yeah, a week we haven't happen. talked about AB. Weird. I mean, yeah. I'm so having in, withdrawals. So, in my he, opinion... He, uh, re-enrolled into college, though, so... Well, so he re-enrolled, and then I heard that he wasn't, that he disenrolled. Ah, uh, then not he dropped out. I he's think... a college dropout and so an you know NFL what? I guy. Can't, I can't say that fully, but I think that um, he's not actually taking classes, and then he said he's going to do a United States tour of going to every single high school football field and practicing with kids, and I, you know, of course, we all follow him on social media, so... You know, I saw him already doing that a little bit. And I think what what my takeaway is, is with him being, you know, being week four, week five, where he's not signed, that teams are taking a much ca- more cautious approach. And I don't see him on the field at, at like any he's point. Not, he's not year. coming back in 2019, honestly. Yeah, I don't I think mean, so. There's, there's no reason to yeah. rationalize it. We brought it up as a joke. Because, <laughs> like, for what? It was almost it like a, a month, month and, and a half. half. <laughs> it was, every week was a different thing. It was either helmet, no helmet, fight with a coach, <laughs> Right off the field. Vontez Perfect, who just got suspended the entire rest of the yep. year, stopped well, him from punching Mayock. Well, there's players out there that are, uh, you know, trading for him uh, in Dynasty and for a know, lot. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so that's our Antonio Brown news. <laughs> that's it, yeah. And other <laughs> random dumb news is uh, it's, a little, it's a little late because um, he is no longer the starter, but we'll uh, cue, cue the music. Little Fitz magic. It, oh, the oh, Fitz magic didn't work at all, magic. and I don't know why we thought it would, <laughs> but it just did not. Listen, that storyline was worth trying, or that narrative was worth repeating. When they because I love when Fitz they got magic. rid of Kenny Stills, I'm like, oh, they're really just getting uh, <laughs> it. Just ruins Fitz it. magic. Anyways, uh, Fitz magic, we love you, and we'll probably see you at some point this season. Um, injuries. I'll get into. 
this one to start. T.Y. Hilton still banged up. I'm not sure what his status is. Did he, he return, did to, return practice? to practice on a limited basis? So yeah. that that is a good sign. I, yeah. it's, with it being a Thursday, I've seen uh, it was even the week before he had um, not practiced all the way up until a Friday played. Then he got hurt again, didn't practice all week. So he is that type of player that does need that whole week off uh, to get going in a game on Sundays. So with him practicing on a Thursday, I feel like that's a good sign. Yep. Um, also, Devontae Adams, is he already ruled out? I know he's still a questionable tag. From but all I, I've heard I that he's, he's not been, playing. He's not yet? That's all I've okay. heard. I, I, there's nothing official, but that's how I, I, that's what I've yeah. heard. Yeah, um, I, I think this is going to be a multi-week injury. It sounds like we haven't get, gotten much on him. Um, well, they ruled him out like right after the th- Thursday game the next Monday, and we talked right. about this on Tuesday, saying they're already saying that it could be... A, multi-week thing right um they're and again and again it, like it's thursday but these are players that you have to watch the injury report moving forward if you have them on your team because like marlon max our next one he's got an ankle he's been limited um or did he no he, he hasn't played he, he hasn't practiced, practiced. No. um so the, the good old colts i have them both in one league just, yeah i don't know what that's tough i just put that together actually <laughs> I, I think i think from what i hear is it, things are positive but obviously he's not practicing so that's that's not positive and then there's so. tyrell who's he's hurt um and again like it's so early in the week that it's hard to say if they're going to be there or not but like we're naming off players that you need to make sure you're keeping track of um, who's the next one? AJ Green. We still don't have a timetable on him. Well, he <laughs> Cincinnati's terrible. He, so he I cannot rush. instead too, like because you drafted the guy, kind of like you drafted Golden Tate. You getting get this guy back week four, week five. But after week three, um, even the coach was like, well, there's no timetable. But then you got some hints like he's ahead of schedule, on a treadmill. And then even he said, yeah, there's no timetable when I'll be healthy. So that's scary. And unless he gets traded, I don't know. I mean, is it a I lost like season? They, I feel like they well, I mean, this one. It, yeah. I feel like they should have been on IR the whole time. Well, at this point, yeah. Like, it looks you like only have he's going to come weeks. back after Yeah, but you, gotta, you almost got to wonder right now if this is AJ Green saying, I'm, I'm not ready to come back. Because it's like he's watching the he's watching them go 0-4. And, and he's in his and contract here, like, too. Yeah, so he's, like, he's not going to want to get hurt with a shitty team. Sorry that's true. That's true. Yeah, you're terrible. Go oh, censor yourself. Sh- oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> Damien Williams. He's I mean, back, he sounds like baby. he's going to be back. Listen, I heard somebody come back and be like, Damien Williams is coming back. And let's not forget how good he is in the passing game. Like, wait a second. They have probably one of the best pass catching backs to ever Isn't play the game. Is that why they signed McCoy? Because of that reason alone? <laughs> yep. These Damien Williams truthers just crack me up. Like They hold on to everything they can. They wouldn't have gotten LaShawn McCoy if they had this much confidence in Damian Williams. So him coming back is just positive news. Sell him. I mean, personally, I don't know if you guys feel any different, but like I'm a, I would I mean, be trying to get rid of I don't of know Damian what you're going to get as much as possible. For him, but like you said, there are truthers out there that think he is back and he's going to, you know, RB1 again. But I think that's McCoy's backfield, and there's RBs yeah. there that, I mean, Daryl Williams fit. I mean, he fits so well in there, too. So who says he doesn't get. The exact same timeshare, but yeah, I mean it's it's something to play out. I think it's McCoy. I've never been a De- uh, Damian Williams guy. Uh, Tyreek to play? Do we really think Tyreek's going to come back this, this week? Like this I don't. Sunday and not this week. I, I don't, don't think. think so. But it's another thing. I mean, and we'll lump these two t- together because Saquon is another person who is way ahead of schedule. Yeah. 
out four to eight weeks. He might play. <laughs> Your outride lied to. He's not. He's not ruled out this week yet. I think he will be. I think we all know he will be. But him being able to play in week six is unreal because I had him and I thought you know week twelve might be the more you know realistic date because high ankle sprain. But yeah. If he's back week six and you you didn't trade him. Uh, so we're not going to get into that um, for the guy that's up on the top of it. <laughs> um, no, uh, no, 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 no. So, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, you know, is the most realistic, hey. the most realistic timetable I think for him is week seven because they do play on a Thursday night game in week six against New England. Um, they, the coach did say that they wanted to have him come out, uh, you know, as as early as they can, as healthy as he can. So. I think it's it's a fantastic sign, obviously, all the, the videos of him running and cutting. But I think at least week seven, which is still going to be the earlier time uh, frame that they originally put out of four to eight weeks. So, obviously, he's a mutant. And if you're one of those, like, 3-0 and teams and the team that had him was 0-3, your window of buying Saquon has shrunk. I actually oh, did the that the other day, but I didn't get him. Yeah. I, I think I offered, like, I mean, uh, two RB2s for him. Like, oh, if I can get him and I have... Delvin Cook. Oh, this was this was awesome about like you have a team that's zero and three with Saquon Barkley in your three and zero. Like just go throw away assets to get Saquon yep. and, and love life. It's worth it. Um, Josh Allen, I put on here. He's still in the concussion protocol. Josh Allen and we talked about it had the potential to be a top ten quarterback just because of the the floor that he provides. He has been playing well, and even though he stunk against the Patriots, everyone stinks against the Patriots. He, he so. did get hurt. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, he got touched that on that set. Brutal but. hit. And then Landry is hurt after his massive uh, day. We've said that Landry is going to be a bust uh, on the year as a whole. However, understanding that most people might be playing him in, the, in their flex, he's injured. So keep an eye on that. He hasn't been cleared to, to start on Sunday either. Um, we're, we're all just curiously watching this Thursday night game. It's 7-6 right now. Seahawks. Uh, Rams got the ball in what? It, yeah, fourth and six, yeah, right there. They tried to. I'm gonna tell you right now, Jared Goff has not looked good. And we, um, us we being so into out. our podcast and our our leagues and stuff, we didn't take our own advice. We have a lead together in ESPN, and at eight nineteen, we go. Wait, did we check to make sure we don't have like guys in? So in we checked, and, and by the time we checked, it was already locked and. Uh, we we played we played Jared Goff over uh, Philip Rivers, which I'm pretty sure we all would have picked Philip Rivers. But yeah, you know, yep. I think well, they're they're close, but Rivers I, has been playing so well. And I mean, you up. don't want to play guy on Thursday. If if Goff was playing on Sunday, he's probably a QB sit for a couple of us at least. Like, yeah, maybe yeah. he hasn't returned good fantasy numbers except for the game against Tampa Bay where he had to. So what's going on with Jarvis Landry? Is that an injury? Yeah, he had a what was it, a concussion? Concussion, yep. And that happened. Oh, and he, at, and at he hasn't been league, he hasn't been cleared. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> That's been quiet though. It's been very. very it's quiet. been a very yeah, quiet. I didn't, I, very, I, very, I didn't know. Very quiet. And the next thing is Thursday night game, which we will talk about throughout the podcast. Um, yeah, if you so hear any pauses, is, it's because we're all looking. Yeah, the the only thing so far is the Tyler Lockett big touchdown and the Todd Gurley has looked pretty explosive in a lot of his runs so far and that's about it pretty um oh actually i so i have a couple of things i guess i can chip in about the rams now because well, i can't see because like, i'm you're right behind the you. tv well yeah now i mean now it's just commercial but um it's funny because watching this game I, i've been sitting here all all season saying they're playing a vanilla offense on purpose like 
McVeigh is trying to be cute and he's going to say, hey, I'm going to throw out my vanilla offense, try and beat my defense and make me use an offense that's dynamic against you. And I feel like we watched them come out in the first quarter. They hand the ball off to Gurley probably about five times. Gurley's ripping them off for chunk plays. Like, this is what the Rams offense is. And if they can get back to it, everybody's going to be fantasy relevant. But if they keep continuing to play that coy offense where it's make me beat you what they did against Tampa Bay and they're playing, oh, crap, catch up from behind, it's going to be a long season for all the fantasy options in in uh I want to say St. Louis, but it's L.A. St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, I did that and I know you guys San talked Diego. about I said it. San Diego, uh, and, like, and no one's yeah. like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it's still shit. It's, it'll, it'll, never, it'll never go away. Um, all right. Well, there's a commercial break. I guess we'll go into our third segment, which is our uh, week five preview. Instead of going through, you know, every single game, because we kind of touch throughout our podcast, the players we do want to talk about, the start set, sleepers, dart throws, buy low, sell high. So... We're all picking one game to talk about, and I'll do mine first. It's the uh, Buccaneers against the Saints, mainly just because the Bucks' offense um, has been doing very well in the last two weeks. Ronald Jones has, has uh, been hot, and hopefully they don't pull a Tim, Timpa Bay and just you know start Barber again and give him 15 touches. Ronald Jones is the better guy there, and I think this is a great game to – really show that he has like an RB2 potential going forward. Yeah, and I think this is a big, big game for the Bucks, especially as a team, because they came out, fell on their face first two weeks. Next two weeks, they came out on absolute fire. I mean, they absolutely crushed uh, Evans or hammered Evans with the ball. Um, oh, Tyler Lockett had a nice little play. Yeah, a little scootily little man Ooh. underneath. Look at him. Ooh, wide open. Look um, at that. But I, I really think if the Bucks can come out, and it's a statement game for the Saints, they have a good game. If you sold on any of your Bucks for any reason, you, you might you might be having a little uh, seller's remorse uh, if they have a good game against the Saints. My game is Indy versus KC with a big asterisk. Um, that if Mac and T.Y. are out, I, I don't really care about this game all that much. Uh, but I, I think they're both going to play. <clears throat> Jacoby's been a very, very good uh, quarterback throughout the – and we've been joking around. Like, if you had to pick between Jacoby or Jimmy G, who would you pick right now? Oh, it's easy for I me. I think Jacoby. It's Jacoby. Right. I mean, and, it, and it's just funny. I think he's a top 10 – Per game, right? Oh, when absolutely. T- I'm starting in a 12. In a, in when a... T.Y. Hilton's out there, I, I really do feel like they've had a connection. And, and with that, it opens up so much more for their offense. And, I mean, we don't like their tight ends. But they get used. in reality, Ebron is a good NFL tight end. And having yeah. him and Doyle on the same team to spread that out when Hilton is not there, that's fantastic. Oh, yeah, for sure. And this game has a 56-point over-under. I mean, it's going to be a shootout. You get T.Y. there. Woo. Yeah, well, I mean, the Chiefs are going to score, so Jacoby's going to pass the ball yeah. to keep up. Pass it to Demarcus Robinson. <laughs> I need him. I would I would league. love it if they pass it to Demarcus Robinson as well, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, and we'll Andy see if Tyree plays and what Damian Williams does too. So, right. yeah, that should be a big game to see. It just seems it seems like now it's an embarrassment of riches for Pat Mahomes. I think all of oh, it is it's is, is just been. more more for Pat Mahomes. Just getting really stuff on Diggs, too. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, Antonio Brown, Stephon defense, yeah. Jalen Ramsey. And, uh, yeah, Jalen Ramsey. Uh, your yeah, game? Yeah, so, so my game's going to be Houston and Atlanta. 
Uh, Atlanta goes over uh, to Houston. I believe that's uh, what it is here. Um, and that is a 49-point over-under, and Houston is favored by five. Uh, lately, the Houston offense is like, what the heck is going on? Bill O'Brien is you know, having some struggles trying to figure out uh, you know, what to do. I am starting to think, and I'm not going to say go out and start this guy, but I think that you're going to start to see Duke Johnson start to get more work and Carlos Hyde um, realize that he's going to, you know, or, or I think he's going to take a step back. Um, but outside of that, I think this is going to be a huge game for Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Keanu Neal was pretty much the heart and soul of the Atlanta defense. And now that he is out, he was, there's been so much taken away. Marcus Mariota and AJ Brown right. and Corey Davis right. the eat them up, eat them up. And, and Will Fuller's another deep threat guy. And Kenny Stills has done a really good job. Uh, there's offensive well, pieces Stills there to, too. It's, yeah, I saw but he's still questionable. Hurt, they still have um, um, they have Q, they have well, QT who's been super yeah. silent all and, year. Uh, so who's their tight end that's like Jordan quietly Atkins. been relevant? Th- isn't <laughs> it Ian Tom- Jordan Atkins? Jordan Atkins Dynasty, is that what it is? Uh, yeah. team. Yeah, there's there's actually a few different tight ends there. Wow, DK Metcalf just oh, took that a, was like a, a big touchdown. touchdown? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, that was, that was a forty massive. yard uh, TD to DK. Yeah, so uh, so, so basically, <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was pretty awesome. That was the score that made it uh, fourteen to, or excuse me, thirteen. You can't really count on kickers this year. Well, it uh, might go for two. It's it's well, it's no, Pete Carroll it's too. Gus Gus is on the yeah, IR. Gus Gus is on IR. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't know team. how much I feel Only better about team Mike to Nugent. put a kicker on it. <laughs> we were we were trying out a guy that had uh, videos on YouTube. Did we get four bath? Uh, we got uh, no. We young, signed young Mike, Mike Nugent. It was Nugent. Yeah. It was Nugent. No, no, no. And we signed. We, we got we, both. We of got them. Nugent, and then yeah. we got the young guy who, the Chargers is on the practice squad. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. All right. Back to uh, Houston, Atlanta. Uh, nice, nice segue. Oh, no. Yes, sorry. Uh, no, no, it's fine. Uh, I do, I do feel like Deshaun Watson's gonna have a good game. He made it. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Four, 1460. To believe we or call, not to believe. We call them. The kickers are still it. relevant. Sorry, Craig. They're not relevant. In Craig, fantasy. we're not gonna let you finish this. Um, Julio Jones should have a decent game, but I'm not seeing anything much out of uh, Calvin Ridley in this one. I, uh, I you don't. shut your mouth. I need a big game from him. Uh, I, I, I think that Austin Hooper is gonna get a lot more work. Um, you know. He's going to continue what he's he's doing, and I think Matt Ryan's going to continue his struggles. Um, I think that Houston's uh, defense should be able to get to the quarterback um, on Atlanta. They have so many problems uh, on their offensive line right now. It looks like three of them are questionable. Uh, Devonta Freeman is going to be in for another rough day. So you know this this is a matchup that I wanted to highlight because I see. I, I, obviously, it sounds like you know I'm I'm taking Houston by a mile, but um, you know Julio should be able to show up. But I think that, you know, Houston's definitely going to take this one by, you know, a score or two. I think they have to. This is a big, this is a big game for Deshaun, big game for Hopkins, because Deshaun's been maybe the biggest bust of a quarterback. Of a quarterback? Where you, so you drafted this guy as a top three. Yeah. He's not giving you top three production at all. No. Week one was good. Hopkins is probably That's true. the true. He was taken higher than Baker. That's right. Hopkins is a bigger bust than... OBJ because Hopkins was the one receiver that the n- number one receiver to be drafted right. in leagues. Um, so this is a, ver- a very big game for them. Calvin Ridley, I think, is a big game for him too because he has been horrific um, the last th- three weeks. Yeah, for sure. To believe, uh, to believe, uh, uh, Scotty, oh, or not to to, to believe. believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for to someone. believe uh, uh, or not to believe. 
That is a big question. Matt Stafford is a borderline QB1 going forward because the Lions are a real NFL football team. Competitive NFL football team. I'm going to have to go and believe this. I'm going to believe it. I'm I going to believe it. Because I'm... This is crazy. Wow. So... All three of us are... I had a talk with um with uh, our friend Derek the other day, and he brought up, like, you could argue that right now, Matthew Stafford it could be in talks for an early MVP of, of this season. Eh, that's I t- mean, that's, that's I, I, say, I, I understand say, the argument. But it's more that you have this guy who is ranked as one of the worst quarterbacks in the league, and he comes out... Tied the first. Well, he week. was he was not he, drafted. That's for sure. He barely lost last week to Kansas City. He kept them in that game. He right. was composed, and I, I think he lost one fumble. But he has played outrageous. They're finally giving the ball to carry on more. It's opening the passing yep. game. Yep. Um, Kenny Galladay has been great. Um, right, we'll and that s- and that's and that's the biggest. I think you're going to see. So I don't want to cut Martin you off, Jones. but Kenny Galladay. Has and I was very low on him to start. The, I was too. I, I was not a Galladay guy. We all were. We had him very low. He's been great. Marvin Jones is still there. He's still relevant. Hawkinson. We'll see what the injury is like, but that's unfortunate the because Hawkinson's you keep Hawkinson there, and that that offense just erases just who Mike Patricia is. In the red zone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and like all that weight in in of who Matt Patricia is and weighing down the Lions. I mean, it just erases it. Stafford is... You want to talk about having a renaissance here. Like, Stafford yeah. and McCoy, bounce-back players, these well, two are these coming back to These guys four or five years ago were, were top five in their positions. Right, and I, I mean, and it's not like Stafford's a bad quarterback, right? I mean, he's he's, he's just young, older, and he... he but Galladay has been phenomenal. Their him, wide receivers and all of his weapons have been more, much more young and more invigorated with youth. Like, uh, you know, obviously Marvin Jones isn't, he's one of the older guys, but he's a, he's a deep threat guy that I really do feel like you're going to see more of, but Hawkinson's young. He's a, you know, guy that can go over the top. You got Kenny Galladay. That's now his third season, knowing the routes that he needs to run and carry on Johnson really fully taking the reins. I feel like I'm reiterating the same points. But with, you know, a revamped offensive line, it with young youth athleticism, Matt Stafford has just always needed that. And you saw what he could do with Calvin Johnson, which, yes, it was one weapon. But now that he's got multiple weapons and just standing in a pocket and throwing a football is, is something that some quarterbacks can thrive with, i.e. Tom Brady. And as long as you have weapons and, you know, the, the know-how or, or the experience, you're going to be able to put together a pretty good offense. Yeah, and they also still have Amendola. I know he had that one week, week one, and after that, nothing. But he's still there, so he still has good receivers to back up the Marvin Joneses. And last year, what, he was hurt, and it came out this summer he was more hurt than we all thought the entire season. So we all agree. We all believe on Stafford hype. Um, Situation number two. That is a good beer. That is a bear. What to kind, believe. What, what, kind what kind of beer, beer is that, Tom? Oh, it's a 76, 77 by Treehouse. Now, what is that beer? Is it just their set? Is that their, a mead? It's a, uh, it. it's a really it's good a, mead. <laughs> it's a good mead. Uh, um, no, seven, yeah, 77. It's, it's Curiosity oh, cool. 77 where they basically just, it's their own recipe and they've changed it 77 times. So this is the 70, 77th iteration of one of their recipes. I like it's a double IPA. Cool. All right. Yeah, yeah um, it's pretty good. 
Is Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, no, a top no, no. 10 uh, wide receiver? To believe or not to believe, Odell Beckham is a top 10 wide receiver with Cleveland. See, you got you to gotta go right from the top but of the I whole thought thing. You it's did like a that, sentence. And then we stopped. But you, you did you the do believe, and then I just moved into the question. Yeah, I don't know. I like to do it. so <laughs> I don't know. I cracked a beer. Sorry. Anyway, Again, OBJ. this is one where Odell Beckham has turned me into a newt. So I, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I watched like 20 minutes of that, like when I was sick, and I ended up passing out, but I couldn't. I stop love laughing, that movie. Man. It is so good. You, you gotta say that. It's clip. timeless. <laughs> you gotta say that that clip. Oh, that you I believe. do. Need, I do need to go get that. Yeah, right. we'll do that. Uh, anyway, so OBJ, is he a top 10 wide receiver going forward? And I. Do not believe, and mainly because you're seeing guys like Chris Godwin come through. You're seeing Cooper Cup make a case. You're um, seeing you're DJ seeing, Shark. I don't think he's top ten. Well, he is right now. Right now, yeah, but I'm at the saying end of like the year. he's not. But you're, you're seeing Kenny Galladay is is pr- probably yep. going to be around there. Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett, absolutely. So these guys here are pushing him out while you still have the Michael Thomases, Julio Jones, right. those top tier. Right. Hopkins will eventually. Figured out. I'm not too worried about him, but um, Cleveland scored 40 points last game, and I didn't watch too much of it. But a little the red zone during the Pats game, score 40 points. All right, OBJ had to do something. Three catches for 20 yards. Right. And we talked about this on Tuesday, saying he has had a horrible season. If he didn't have that one catch for 83 yards and a touchdown in Week Two, he has. Had like I think it was like 10, 12, 8, and six or eight and four. Um, so I do o- not, OBJ, yeah, no, I do not believe good. he's a top 10 um, going forward. Yeah, I think it's already too late for him to crawl his way back into the top 10. He'd have to do something pretty special, and you've already seen that it is not gonna, you know, start off that way. And, and going into last week's game, you know, you had said that there were so many points, you would have thought OBJ did something prior to it. I was beating the br- drum saying that OBJ is, you know, is in for a big week if he's going to have one. And that last week's matchup was was possibly one of the best he was going to get, and he he really kind of did nothing with it. And he fought with the... Uh, yeah, he fought with the, the cornerback. He had... I can't remember the guy's name. Was it Humphreys or something like that? It was... Whoever it was, it was not like one of those top 10 you know, corners in, in the <laughs> league, and, and here he is fighting them. He's just... This is what Odell does. He, he flips out. He checks out, and then you know you're you're really kind of sitting there with your thumb up your butt. Not, yeah. a, not a team player. They're up forty to twenty five, and he's not excited that the team is going to win. A str- who has been struggling, but he's going to fight instead because he he did not get the stats. Yeah, and I mean, and that's the 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 issue is twofold for me right now. I mean, I want very much to believe that Odell Beckham is going to finish as a top ten. I mean, the dude is ultra talented. Problem is the Browns go out and score forty points, and it's like I get that there's you know some some guys days and some some other, but they scored forty points the way that they did. We have statistics out on Baker Mayfield where he is a hundred times better when he's releasing the ball with before two seconds than he is when he's sitting back in the pocket with three, four, five seconds worth of time. Odell is the type of wide receiver that has to get downfield. He's not going to be bootlegged or, 
you know, given two seconds, you know, they're not going to give Baker two seconds to get the ball to Odell because that's not the type of route that he's running. That's why you saw Jarvis had such a big day. Jarvis is running from the slot. He's getting open quick. They want Baker to get rid of the ball quick. Odell just, I, I don't feel like he's set up to succeed. And Scotty's point exactly has me having Odell outside the top 10. You have a Cooper Cup, Chris Godwins, your Kenny Galladay's. There's just Lock too it. many better Lockett. You, yeah, and Craig uh, with Lockett. There's too many better performing wide receivers that are going to push him up there. And Tyreek Hill still has to come back. So, I mean, and, and I mean, Tyreek Hill is going to be pushing for that top 10 spot. We just named six guys. And we didn't name and we didn't Julio, even name Thomas, Julio. Yeah, exactly. uh, so, even AJ Green when he comes back. I mean, it, it's, it's very hard to sit here. So, like, you know, we, we talk about this stuff because it's now getting to the point where do you look at Odell as a wide receiver too? And you kind of have to. It's tough because you didn't, you didn't draft him like a wide you receiver. You can't trade too. him. You can't. Trade well, you can try to trade for him. You can try and trade for him, but what do you get? But you what can do trade you him, give you, up for him. What do you get? An Austin Eckler? That might be your best thing going for him. Mean, yeah, I, I don't know, but you can't sit the guy. That's the only thing, right? I have a trade. It's a, out it's there a tough right, spot. I have a trade out there right now with which is OBJ and Eckler for Michael Thomas, and I'm waiting for the guy to accept it. He was he was trying. He's he's been you know on Pretty the good. edge, but. Um, I would love See, to get if you could that. if you could take OBJ and package him with somebody else and get yourself like a Michael Thomas or a Juju, I would feel cool with that. It's like Juju, Juju is, is kind of a hesitant. buy low candidate. Juju has me. me hesitant. I feel like you could probably just with the way that the Juju owner is feeling, probably do a straight up deal with OBJ for Juju because I, I, I feel they have the same Juju stench. Me. I, I, I don't they have the same stench. What people, but. That'd be a deal. yeah. Part. I mean, we'll we'll talk I, about I that at some point. I don't think we're gonna talk about it this week, but maybe as the weeks go on, it's more like a mid season. Like if this still happens, yeah, something you know, has to break at some point. I mean, right? OBJ might get close. He might have those games. He'll get thirty two points, like Cooper did last season. He could have that same kind of season. But yeah. all right, we uh, yeah, we don't believe so. To believe or drink a night shift. Um, Mirage, <laughs> New England Double IPA, um, Nightship Brewing Company. Yep. All right. To believe or not to believe, Melvin Gordon is an RB one when he comes back. Going forward yeah. for the entire season, I believe that he is. Oh yeah, I absolutely believe he is. I mean, I, I really think the second that he steps on the field, he's got RB one appeal to anybody. Um, listen, this is a guy that majority of the time he steps on the field, he's scoring twenty five points. Like. If we're just, I mean, even you look back two, three years, this is a perennial top 10 pick, first round pick in, in fantasy leagues. Um, maybe not three years, but, um, well, three years put him as a rookie, I guess. How long has he been in the league for? This is his fourth, so this is his yeah. contract year. So right. it, you fourth have season. you have a player that's just perennially been a top running back. It's hard for me to sit here and say, oh, what a bucket pass. I'll take that. Thank you. <laughs> you just looked up at everyone, too, with the fingers falling into him, going, come at me. Dizzy's going to oh, have a game right now, right? Awesome. Wow. Okay. Well, anyway, I believe Melvin yeah, Gordon. No, no, I, I also <laughs> believe in Melvin Gordon. I don't think that there's really too much more that needs to be said. He was dra- he was going to be drafted with without, excuse me, without the holdout. As a top five running back, he was always going to be that number five 
uh, when you talked about running backs early on this year. Uh, so that that's that's an easy one for me. And um, to believe that this is I keep promises, I promise you that Mike Evans and Chris Godwin can be wide receiver ones on the same team going forward. I believe. See, I don't. Go so w- which ones? Go out? on. So I don't think that both of them could be wide receiver ones on a weekly basis. And um, in my reason for this is, I don't believe I read that. In the question. I think, I think it's like it's, it's, can they're they going end up as finish as ones? two of the top twelve wide receivers at the end of the season. Maybe uh, on the back end, but I they mean, could finish. I mean, it. I, I, think, I, all right. Oof. I mean, this can you know they're. they're uh, they're probably so, both going to, to be honest, by the end of the season. They're going to, and yes. I know that some weeks Godwin will be um, a top 10 and Evans will be a top 20, vice versa, or one's a WR1, one's a WR3. I get that, but I think they're going to even out where they're going to be top 12. See, I and, and, and I read this more of, like, can they be wide receiver ones Every on, like, if, uh, every week. If that's the case, right. then I think Jameis Winston's right. MVP. <laughs> right. I mean, and and that's that was my argument is that Jameis isn't that good. Um, and I, th- I think really what How happened with you the Rams was, was Scott. Dare you? <laughs> I, I, well, I mean, Scotty's dynasty team is all Buccaneers. <laughs> it's been pretty good the last two weeks. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know what? Honestly, I. I I'm going to believe Chris Godwin and Mike Evans both finishing in the top 12 because I think the Bucks are going to have to play that way that they played against the Rams. Like, they are going to be in a game script where they have to throw the ball up. And, you know, we talk about guys like Juju. We talk about guys like OBJ. They're going to be falling, falling out. So it's not only are these guys good enough to be there. It's There's other wide receivers that are going to fall out and they're going to take some of oh, yeah. place in that top 12. They're, they're taking the slots now. So, yeah, that's... um. Is that our last one? Does anyone have any that last That is the last minute? believe or not to believe. I think we're now going into buy low and sell high. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're 40 minutes into the into the podcast right now. So, I mean, we got a couple more uh, things to chat about. It was a, I'm not going to lie. If you are watching the Thursday night game, Will Disley has made some plays and it's exciting. Three for 70 <laughs> and that's in the first half. And like a couple his, of long His balls. first one was <laughs> wide open. Dude, he is, he is looking so good. And he showed flashes of it the year before, but, but was, he got hurt. Yep. That he is someone that you, that Russell Wilson is so relying he's, he's on. Gonna right like he's going to be like Jason Witten. Like, or Greg just, Olson. Didn't they just. Or, or Greg. Like, he just like this. Like, they just traded away Nick Vanette, right? They just traded away so Vanette. That just shows you how they really love really this Really believe in him. <laughs> yeah. So and yeah. I, I feel like when Pete, Pete Carroll backs a guy, he backs a guy. To believe Chris that Carson. Disley, <laughs> to be yeah, to, to believe that oh, what hey do do you believe that he can finish as a top eight tight end? Will Disley? I yes. can because the tight end position is so. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say absolutely. He might. How have, far like, can I go? Top six? Uh, <laughs> I mean, he. I mean, you have to account for Hooper now, but probably. And Hooper is <clears throat> the second best tight end in. Fantasy. All right, top eight sounds good. Yeah, I, but that's pretty good for a tight end position. So buy, buy low, sell high. Yeah. Yep. All right. Do, I'll I'll take. Okay. Do want do you want to do the buy lows first, or you do you just want to do buy low, sell high per person? I uh, we do. We'll go buy lows, sell highs yep. around the table. Yep. Um. All right. So we'll do buy low. My buy low is Lev Bell. 
Um, to be honest, this probably should have been a buy low last week. You know, you would have been had a better chance to go and buy Lev Bell. Um, <clears throat> but I'm I'm throwing this out there because Sam Darnold, his status is still up in the air, and I think a lot of people are looking at this offense and saying it can't function without Lev Bell and Sam Darnold on the same team. Lev Bell is a very good running back. Is he going to be efficient? Probably not. But he's going to get the volume that translates to 12, 14 uh, points a week. Lev Bell's not going to be the 35-point running back that he was out in Pittsburgh. That's just not going to happen with the Jets. But you can go out and buy Lev Bell right now for a wide receiver three, wide receiver two, and and go and get him. Because I feel like a lot of people are looking at Lev Bell as a low-end RB2, high-end RB3. And you should be able to go out get Lev Bell on the cheap, and you should be able to get low-end RB1 numbers. So you should be able to get a return on whatever you throw out at Lev Bell. Um, And it would have been a better buy low last week because they had their buy and everything. But I think you have to understand that volume is fantasy production, whether it's efficiency, whether it's efficient or not. So take take the fantasy points, try and buy Lev Bell if you can. Uh, Don't spend too much for him, but... You know, you you could trade, you know, our wide receiver two for for OBJ. a Lev Bell. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I, I wouldn't it. do OBJ for Lev Bell. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, let's throw this around the table though. Would you trade OBJ for Lev Bell? Oh, I, if absolutely. I had OBJ, you I'd be would? trading for Le- so I would, be trading would I want to get Lev Bell for o- OBJ? Yes, absolutely. Yes, I would like okay. a okay. running back okay. who is seeing almost so, all the work. When Lev Bell right. had Sam okay. Darnold, he scored 20 points. Week 2, 15. Week 3 against the Pats, 8. So who's to say he's, right. his worst game was 8, but that was against the Pats. Um, so who's going to say he's not going to average 15-plus points a week going forward? Right. And now on our website, on our rankings per week, we're going to have um, snap count <clears throat> percentage. And there's only three running backs that have – been on the field over 90% of the times, and Lev Bell is not number two behind, um, we can all guess, M- McCaffrey. Yeah. McCaffrey's on the field 98%, Lev Bell 96%, and Fournette is 91%. So he is on the field. If he's not productive, you know he's going to be in or effective on every single play. So that's a guy that you want to buy now. Yeah. Um, who's up next? Craig? Oh, all right. So my buy low percentage. My buy low is someone that you're gonna say that I'm crazy for saying, and I'll preface it with this: right now he is the wide receiver 24. He is the most traded fantasy football player this week, including a thousand times in all of Yahoo leagues in the last two days, and that is DeAndre Hopkins. A lot of managers right now are freaking out about DeAndre Hopkins, whether it's, you know, I don't think that they're just selling him off for nothing, but I think the days right now of him being the wide receiver one are, are concerning the people that own him. And I'm here to tell you that you should not be freaked out. If you have Hopkins, do not sell him off or something else. I tried and was close to getting a deal done with OBJ in, in you know, sending him off for Hopkins, including a, a few other things. But, you know, obviously it fell through. But Hopkins is someone that you should be looking at now as someone that's available to be traded. 
and he's not going to be available to be traded after this week. He's going to have an amazing game against Atlanta. After that, he's got Kansas City, which is obviously everyone's beating up on. Indianapolis, everyone's beating up on. Oakland's everyone's beating up on. Jacksonville, if you know Ramsey's having an issue or whatever. I mean, you've seen wide receivers go in and actually do a few things against Jacksonville this year. So he's about to go off. So this is a guy that if you are concerned, you know, don't be, don't be like, but this, if this, you can, and, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but like DeAndre Hopkins is the perfect type of player. Like he's hard to buy, but you go to the DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins owner with the trade art. Like how many of our leagues did, does it, you, do you send a trade offer and there's no conversation? Yeah, you know saying, I mean? no, like, I'm not. I'm not even close to trading this. Or, guy. or they just, or it. they just reject it, and then nobody says anything. Like typically, like somebody will laugh at me and be like, "We're not even close there," and be like, "Okay, well, you know, what's it? What's it take for us to well, get close?" The first offer was is never going to be the perfect offer. It's more just opening the gates. You know, I'm interested in this, if, but. Right, and DeAndre Hawkins' slow start is the crack of the of the door opened put your foot through it and send an offer to the DeAndre Hawkins owner, get that door fully open and have a conversation about getting DeAndre because this is the number one this wide the, receiver. And, I, and I feel like this is him, the only time right now. Right. If you didn't no, draft and you, and DeAndre and Hopkins, and you're right. And you're right. That he is able to be traded. Like this the last three weeks, the he went under 10 points and you'll never see that ever again. Three weeks in a row where he's under 10 points. You're not gonna, I'm going to go talk to Chris Tully and get DeAndre Hopkins. Wait to post this podcast until I make the trade with Tully. Uh, I'll go into my buy low. It's actually on the same team, same position. It's Will Fuller. He has had a rough start as well. Um, I guess the whole Texans team as a whole has, Deshaun Watson. And kind of what Craig said, the teams are going to be playing the next couple weeks and this week. Pretty easy matchups, a lot of throwing to be done, and they have to bounce back because they've been so bad. They just cannot consistently do this. Will Fuller in the past when he's healthy with Deshaun Watson is absolutely incredible, but he's always hurt. Finally, he's fully healthy, but he's not showing anything. It's going to be, I'm hoping this week, the whole team as a whole can you know kind of put it together going forward. Hoping Will Fuller is a WR3. I think you can trade him for almost nothing now. A lot of teams are either benching him or cutting him. So if you can get him for cheap now, like trade a Carlos Hyde for him or or, or a lower flex play guy like that, I would absolutely do yeah. so. And I feel like Will Fuller is always just kind of an afterthought, right? Like... Even we, if he's doing good, yeah, he's still an afterthought. Yeah. Right. We talk about him being good, and then like he has a couple bad weeks, and everybody's like, ah, should I cut him? What should I do with him? But if you can buy him for real cheap, or if he's out on your waiver wire, if you're let that lucky team manager in that league where he's cut, you know, pick him up, get him, you know? Um, all right, sell highs. My sell high is Leonard Fournette. I know a couple weeks ago I was joking around. I was just trolling Scotty with the Fournette start. Um but Fournette off of, what was it, 27 carries, 225. Yep. He's not doing that again. <laughs> like, I'm oh, sorry. Of course not. But. He, he's just, it's just not going to happen. And I know Fournette talks about reinventing himself and how he changed it. This offense will always run through Gardner Minshew, um, which, by the way, his QBR is, his, uh, what was it, his completion percentage? 
69420. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 69.420. Just a, let that sink in. That's a mellow. <laughs> oh, nice. it's sick, yeah. That is that is you talk about dripping some swagoo right there. Hey, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he's leaving it that way. He, you know what? I got I got <laughs> just, a, I got turf toe. <laughs> I can't play. Gronk's like, listen, just just set sail with me right now. Yeah, so I do kind of agree with that. He was my buy low last week and my start last week. And I joke with Tom saying once he's my buy low and does good against I don't even know what to play now. But anyways. <laughs> The following week, he would be a sell high, and um, I still you, think he's going to be. I mean, like I said, he's on the field ninety-one percent of the time. He's top three RBs in in snap percentage, and he's still. You said they're they're going to go through Garden Garden <laughs> Gardner Gar- Minshew, Gardner and, Minshew and, yeah. and the and, sacred. Garden. And I do not agree with that at all. Um, I think they really want to run the ball more than they want to pass. It kind of shows. Um, but if you can get. If you can set sell Fournette as an RB one right now after that massive week, then sell him. If not, keep him because he's an RB two going forward. So here's here's my argument, just real quick. It's gonna be all season. You, it, they, we're gonna have a we're, we'll have <laughs> an, we'll have we're an all quick. season between yep. Fournette. Their offensive production and the points that the Jaguars score are not through Fournette. It's through Gardner Minshew. So regardless of what the touch share is, Gardner Minshew's the one that is winning games for the Jaguars. It's not Fournette. And Fournette to have 200 yards last week is all good and great, but it's just setting up Gardner. And I I do agree with you, and volume is king. So I do agree with you. They want to run the ball with Fournette, and they, they won't get off Fournette. But I can't get out of my head Four for negative three, or fourteen for negative three, and I can't get that I out of my head. I was with you too, and and Touchdown I was cup. Last, so happy. Last Touchdown week, cup. last cup. week proves absolutely nothing to me for Fournette. It's just, uh, it's 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 um, incorrect perceived value of Fournette that I want to sell on right. And now. after that negative game, and then that one yard. That one gain for sixty nine yards or for sixty eight to get him to sixty four. At that point, I'm like, wow, they really want to use this guy for some odd right. reason. For some and and right. I'm like, this is why he is is a buy low because no matter what, they could have just put an Armstead in there and say, hey, Fournette's not doing anything. He didn't touch the field. Fournette right. got every carry, no matter what. And it's kind of the same thing with Derrick Henry in Tennessee. I think Derek Henry's a lot better than oh one hundred percent. They're going to get the touches, right? And that's um, where that's where I'm going to seed the volume thing to you. Yeah. Like you are absolutely right. Where and, volume is and king, I think he can be an RB two just because of that. I'm not a big right. fan of him, but if you can sell him for for high, like if you can get him for, I mean, I, I doubt you'll get DeAndre Hopkins for him because you could take Fournette he, and OBJ and get DeAndre. You could absolutely. Do would that. you do that? Because I would. You could absolutely do I think that. You can, do Fournette even? I would. I would. Lower I, feel guy like, than OBJ. I feel like you could. Yeah, yeah I, would, you, I would. I would get rid of Fournette. You could. Heartbeat, you could but. do less to get Hopkins. My my uh, yeah. my yeah. perceived value of Fournette is very very low. And so, we'll yeah. have this back and forth throughout the season for the whole season. And it's not. And at the end of the year, there'll we, be an answer. It's, and it's not that we disagree on Fournette. It's well, it sounds Scotty, like it's Scott, Well, Scotty's basically saying that the volume is so good that you, I'm not you can't get rid of Fournette, Fournette at all. So I, and I'm, and I'm saying talented. that 
I don't think he's talented. I don't think the volume is going to be there towards the end of the year. Like that, And that's what I'm saying about the scoring of the points. They're scoring points through Gardner. They're not scoring points through Fournette. And that's my issue is sooner or later, somebody has to realize that. But again, 14 for negative three, would, and they were still giving him the ball. It would be really interesting to see what happens when Nick Foles comes back. Because I, I do feel like as much as Gardner Minshew has been doing uh, great. They, Gardner, Gardner Minshew took Nick Foles' job. I don't know. 100%. Because, don't think, I, don't I don't think, think so. because he, no, no, Nick Foles got a fully guaranteed three-year contract. In the NFL, that doesn't. There's that's uh, that speaks. Look at Kirk Cousins right now. That's why Where, he's still playing. Why is everybody well, so excited about Garner Minshew? Like the the it's, headband, it's the, the jock strap, it's the porn star sponsorship, it's the completion percentage at sixty nine point four two zero. I'm not saying people are like, wrong for liking him, but I think as an organization, is, they, they want to use. All right, we've talked far too much about all right, the Jaguars. And it's, so my it's halftime, by the way, and <laughs> I think we just talked about the Jaguars. So, Craig brought this up. So Cooper Cup just had a uh, yeah a touchdown. Yeah, um, yeah. Cooper Cup scored that last one. So we got a touchdown out of yeah. Goff. Um, Emmanuel Sanders is my sell high. Emmanuel so Sanders right now is the wide receiver twelve. Uh, so he's a wide receiver one, uh, and this is all basically on the back of his first two weeks. He had seventeen fantasy points the first week, twenty three and a half the second. He uh, had a touchdown in both those games. In the last two games, he did not have touchdowns. Uh, obviously, you know, Green Bay and Jacksonville have been pretty good defenses uh, so far this year. However, you know, a little bit of, uh, you know, room wiggle room has gone on in Jacksonville. He scored 104 uh, receiving yards himself. But Emmanuel Sanders has showed up in some trade rumors recently. Cortland Sutton is definitely breaking out, if not, has already broken out. Joe Flacco has already leaned his way, and I'm starting to see with at least a little bit of some negative games coming up for Emmanuel Sanders and the possibility of him being traded, um, I would say right now is the time that you're going to be able to get the most for Emmanuel Sanders. He's a wide receiver one. I think everyone's looking at him pretty positively, and I, I think now's the time to, to go ahead and get what you can for him. You drafted him pretty late. There was not anything that you were expecting out of him. You got what you did, which was pretty good. Uh, but you, you can't think that you're going to be able to get this guy to remain a number one wide receiver all year long. Joe Flacco's his quarterback. That's a great sell high. I, I mean, I yeah. think I really couldn't think of anything more because um, it's a guy you draft as a WR5 or 6 or just a bench stash. Um, he's playing, like you said, is he top 10? Right now, he is a top twelve. He's oh. a wide receiver one. Okay, um, so that's the thing. It is the perfect time, especially with Sutton coming in. I think Tom talked about Deshaun Hamilton. Um, yeah, Deshaun Hamilton has really too. tried to like. So he's he's got the talent. He's got the know how. He's he's come from a, a good system over in Penn State where they've you know been able to groom receivers. Chris Godwin being one of them, and uh, they they he's with the second year in that system. I think Deshaun Hamilton, someone that should be able to do what Emmanuel Sanders does with the with the youth in him. This he is should be able yeah, to, and this is a team that is building for the future. Building this for the future. Is, There's really no a, reason for them to have Emmanuel Sanders anymore. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're. I don't. I don't think the Broncos are going to trade Emmanuel. I think there's a good but shot. It, but I think if, he is but if he's on your fantasy team, trade him while the 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 trade market is there. And he for is Emmanuel. exciting because. You watch him play, and he's explosive. But we're talking about Deshaun. Oh, I'm sorry. 
Or are you talking about Emmanuel? Emmanuel, yeah. You were saying trade Deshaun? No, no, no. I was saying trade Emmanuel. Trade Emmanuel. That's yeah, why right. I said, yeah. Right. You're right. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Excuse oh, me. That's fine. Right. And he's and if he's not so cordial, Broncos, um, he is just an injury away from missing the season, too. He's very injury prone. So right. that's also the case. Um, I mean, how old is he? 32? 33? He's either 31 Same or 32. Same draft class as Antonio, okay. so... <laughs> So I don't he's, know if that's so he's registered in the school again. Jeez. Anyway, Scott A. My sell high, it's, it's Jarvis, Jarvis Landry, and it's mainly just because of last game. He was our a big bust for us during the summer, and he didn't produce the first three weeks. He had a very big game last week. OBJ did not. So I think people are looking at OBJ as, as they're, they're scared. And they're looking at this, the next guy up, and it's Jarvish. Jarvish. Why don't we see Jarvish? Jarvish. It's a double IPS. Jarvish. Jarvish Landry. Um, so he's getting the it's targets. He's getting the yards. Um, Baker's actually missed him in a lot of throws throughout the season. He is a good player, but he's on an offense I don't want to touch outside of Nick Chubb right now. So if you can, for some reason, sell him high as a WR two or even a WR three, I would do so now. Yeah, I mean, and, and it, it's a good point because a lot of people are looking at the Browns offense and they go, oh, what's what's OBJ doing? And they go, oh, he's doing nothing. Well, they just scored 40 points. Who, who got all those points? Who got all those yards? Oh, it's who, Jarvis who Landry. The, oh, it's Jarvis Landry. Uh, let me see who has Jarvis Landry in my, t- in, in my league. And he went out at the two-yard line, which I was pissed. Like, if he scored, yeah. but... It would have been way better. Great, (laughs) so high. Um, It takes those two yards to change a whole dynamic. And this, this is the epitome. And even, even Fournette, like, and and I'm not, I'm not again saying Fournette's just completely valueless. But when you have these outlier type of games, like this is an outlier game for Landry. You want to try and get on the heels of it and sell it, right? Like you don't want to sit there and say, "Oh, this is going to happen again," because it probably isn't. the The probability of it happening isn't. It, like you take Jarvis Landry and go get a Cortland Sutton. How you doing? I mean, you probably can't do that, but I, anyway. I, I think you could. Uh, I think any, you absolutely could. Yeah, I think you could. Cortland Sutton. Just so everybody's on, we'll get to Cortland. Yeah, Sutton. we'll get to Cortland. Actually, as a matter of fact, let's get to that whole segment. We're going to get into our stardoms and situms. Uh, start off with the quarterback start. Scott, who is your guy? Oh, wait. Pretty sure we all know. Can the <laughs> listeners guess? I talk about this team a lot. <laughs> Jameson Winston. Jameson. Jameis Winston. You did that last week yeah, I, on Tuesday. Scotty wants a car. I got, I got Crowder on the mind, okay? Um, so Jameis Winston is my start of the week. And I don't think it's too obvious yet because I still think people don't see him as a as a QB one and especially this week against the saints, the saints are giving up the second most points to um, QBs and, and they're kind of known to just not be that great in the secondary. And they're not great again this year. Who's that cornerback they have? That was a rookie th- two years ago. The Taysom saints. Hill, Teddy Bridgewater, the cornerback, Sean Payton corner. Oh, yeah. Marcus Lattimore? Lattimore. Yeah. So Lattimore yeah. is, is not a good, yeah, he's really sucked. He's one of the, he's not been good. He's one yep. of the worst cornerbacks um, on paper in the entire NFL. He had a great he, rookie season, but he's uh, yeah. Horrible. I was gonna say. Yeah. Well, he he won. People 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 he assume to, he went to the Pro Bowl his yep. rookie year. Yep, yeah. he did great, but he has fallen off, and the Saints still 
view him as their future, and that might. Well, I mean, that's what happens butt. when you get cocky, OBJ. Yep. Looking at yep. you. Looking at you, OBJ. So, uh, Winston is in another great matchup. That's pretty much why he's a start. He's got the weapons. That's my biggest reason why. So, are. Are we doing starts and sits like back to back? Yeah, yeah. I'll, okay. I'll take. So let me take my. I'll we'll go start sit. Start, okay, because I yeah, yeah. got a piece. So. Okay, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Jacoby. Uh, so Jacoby's my QB start. Um, it's the highest scoring game of the week. Jacoby's been a top ten quarterback. I mean, I know that Ty is questionable. If Ty is out. I I probably am not so bullish on starting Jacoby, but Jacoby has not done a single thing this year that has said. Put me on your bench. He's done everything to say, start me. There's guys like Baker Mayfield that have said, sit me. Um, Jameis, for the first two weeks, were saying, sit me. I mean, Jameis is, has done well lately. You know, uh, Josh Allen might be out. You have Breeze out. You have you have uh, Big Ben out. There's a lot of quarterback injuries out there. There's a lot of underperforming quarterbacks. I mean, uh, Jared Goff isn't even doing that well. Jacoby is the perfect underrated top 10 quarterback. This is a perfect spot for him against KC where he's going to have to throw the ball. Again, if T.Y. is out, th- this probably isn't a start for me. But if he's active, it's going to be a huge day for Jacoby and T.Y. And, and uh, speaking of underwhelming quarterbacks, one, uh, my my time, I think... Uh, Deshaun Watson is going to have his time. Um, Deshaun Watson has not produced whatsoever. Uh, but as I had hinted earlier when I was highlighting Houston and Atlanta, I think with, uh, you know, a, a lot of, I could, I could reiterate everything I say, but, you know, with Keanu Neal being out and Atlanta being susceptible to the pass, uh, there's going to be a one-sided game here. Uh, at least passing-wise, I think you're going to get a lot out of Fuller. I think you're going to get more out of maybe QT this week if he's playing full-time and Stills isn't taking snaps. Uh, I think Duke Johnson might show up a little bit more in this game, so they might incorporate that a little bit. I think that Houston's going to make a, a more concerned, conceded effort to uh, get the ball to Hopkins, and I think Deshaun Watson, obviously, as quarterback, is going to be able to thrive from that. Uh, so I think that you're going to be able to finally get the quarterback that you, you hoped for when you drafted him as the you know QB 3 or 4. Uh, so going right over to sit, starting. Um, how dare you? How sorry? How dare I sit? How Danny dare Dimes? you sit, Danny Dimes? Danny Dimes is someone that is going to be able to game manage, and he's not going to get a lot of picks. How which dare is one, you? Which is an awesome thing for how NFL offense. How dare you? I'm sorry. I love Danny you, Dimes. No, you can just keep saying it like shame in, in, shame. Uh, in, in, in Game shame. of Thrones. <laughs> shame. 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 So, yeah, I'll, I'll take that naked walk down. But Daniel don't Jones. Don't do that. Keep your clothes on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would might blind we don't, you. We don't want to see that. Daniel Jones this week takes on Minnesota. Uh, they've been absolutely killing offenses. And I think with... Um, Dalvin Cook being able to eat some time. I don't think the New York Giants are going to get a lot of work on offense. I think that they're going to be, you know, obviously they're going to be playing from behind. So they're going to try and pass as much as they can. But I, I'm not seeing many touchdowns in Daniel Jones's favor. I can see you're getting the, getting, going to get the yards this week. But I don't think you're going to get the, you know, the the great four-point touchdowns or six-point touchdowns that your fantasy football league gets you. So I'm, I'm sitting Daniel Jones this week. 
Yeah, so I'm sitting Baker. Um, they had a great week last week. It's awesome. Um, but they didn't. I mean, they scored four. They scored but forty points. Yeah. Baker himself didn't have have a great week. And again, you know, this is a oh, this is what the Browns did. Are we back? Are the Browns worth the hype? They're not. Like Baker has to get rid of the ball quickly to be successful. And that's not going to work against the San Francisco 49ers. They have a very good defense. They have a they have a tremendous uh their linebackers are very good. Their safeties, everything about their defense is very well rounded. I don't see Baker Mayfield having a good week. And honestly, going forward, I don't know that you can start Baker Mayfield until he can prove to you that he's a starter. Like I don't even know Baker Mayfield's streamable right now. And I, I would like to get your opinion on, is Baker streamable or even startable so, yet? So we talked about this on Tuesday. All right, I apologize. And, no, no, um, I'm, I'm well, still just, like just 25 to, minutes in. No, I got to listen to the rest of it. Yeah, but. so what do we talk about um, Baker? I, I forget what we brought up, but he's a guy that I'm sitting now. And I mean, I... You can't start you can't him until me. he what, proves... You can't, you can't... We're saying... was. It, Hold on. Oh, yeah. Hold and fold. Um, I am ho- holding Baker, but I am not starting Baker not until he shows me he can do something. If he's, if I bench him and goes off for t- 25, I'm not mad. I'm happy. I can start this guy right. going forward. But he's a guy I do want to bench um, for this week and the foreseeable future if he continues to get his 16 points max game because that's not what you want. Right. Exactly. No, no 16 sure. points a week ain't going to get it done. And it's unfortunately going to come down to Odell. 16 a week? Brissette. Jacoby. I love it. And also, my sit this week gets gets a lot more than that. Marcus Mariota is my sit of the week. He's also a guy that you can also, um, you could sell high on, but. The and not a lot of people. QB landscape, you know, QB. people get the one. QB you're in a two. So. If you're in a two QB league, though, it's a good so high. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, so he he's been doing great. A great week last week. AJ Brown had two touchdowns. Corey Davis finally stepped up. But at the end of the day, they're a team that they want to run the ball. Yep. They want to run the ball through Derrick Henry, and if he gets in trouble, he wants the Delaney walkie blanky. So that being said, he's going against. Buffalo and Buffalo then gives up like the third least or second least points to QBs and he is just like his receivers are good but they're not great and they won't be able to go up with with uh, Buffalo secondary as well as other teams can so I think this is a very big bust game for Marriott like back down to reality if they want to win they're gonna run the ball I don't see him having too many attempts and there's a lot of people out there that are just like Marcus Mariota truthers <laughs> like because his rookie year was very special like he he was good they were um, the same as the Robert Griffin the third yeah truthers. so I mean it, it, it's I know a lot of people might not be starting Marcus Mariota but for those of you that are don't <laughs> anymore <laughs> Anyway, sorry, Sagati. Yeah, so uh, I'll go back. I'll go right into my uh, running back start. It's actually Jordan Howard coming off a 31-point game. Um, he's a guy that was dropped in a lot of leagues because the whole Miles Sanders thing. But you... which is and, uh, okay? Uh, sorry for interrupting he cut you. Me off. That's fine. But <laughs> I mean, think about the fab that some people spent on Jordan Howard too. Yeah, I got him for free actually. It's crazy, um, but 
don't love him. I want Sanders to play a lot more. I think he's just by far the better talent. But Philadelphia is using this guy in the red zone, even in the passing game. What happened in the game? Oh, what no, is that? Just Gerald Everett. Gerald, Gerald Everett, Everett is breaking. You know, you know, I'm sorry. Start of the week, Gerald Everett. Yeah. Sorry. Keep it rolling. No, it's fine. Um, hold on a second. I'm going to pause the game. I, I had, so I had a lot down, of... Down, no, down, I mean, down, catches the ball, and hold my beer. Just breaks Ooh, a bunch of tackles. Yeah, anyways, uh, Jordan Howard, it's mainly because, again, volume as well. He had 15 carries last week, 11 the week before that. He has, three touch- he has four touchdowns in the last two weeks. One receiving touchdown, so he he's he is in the game as a receiving back. Some plays, um, I think this might be the last week for Jordan Howard to be productive. So use him now and then sell him. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just real quick before I get in. I, th- I I like the Jordan Howard start because you likely spent a lot of fab on him. You have to start him. Like you don't spend that that capital on him and to not start him. And that's what people do wrong is they spend money and fab for a guy that's hyped up like wait i can't even play him <laughs> right cooper so cooper cup just went to the sideline he's like his in. knee is destroyed i don't and know if you guys saw the surgical cut yeah so on he, his, his knee they showed the surgical scar on his knee and i'm looking at him like oh that looks that's gross that looks he's, he's back out there yeah he's, he's, back, back, he's out. back out there cups no, no need to be concerned nobody's listening to this live we still have to post it uh, Curly's open. Yeah, but it'd be funny to listen to. <laughs> obviously, everyone's watching this game, All right, so it's so funny. Th- the Rams, you don't understand. If Higby and Everett are, are on other teams, they could possibly be top 12 tight ends. Higby is a good tight end. They paid him a lot of money to stay there. They're being cute right now. I That's exactly no what Thomas said. There's they, no reason that Everett is, and, Q, and, and Higby should be getting more targets than Cooks, Cup, and Woods. But they're no, talented. They're talented. Two of the most talented tight ends in the entire league, and they have two on the same team. They just yeah. Did it I again. actually, it's I actually think this wait, is, who's who's this guy? This is Higby. That's Higby. That's Craig, Higby. This is this is one of the best, best offensive game plans that McVeigh has put out there. These are creative plays that he's making. You look at the plays and you watch the games that the Rams have put out there in the in the previous four weeks. It's so vanilla. It's so predictable. Oh, third and long. What are we going to do? Throw a screen pass to Brandon. Here it goes for no yard gain because Sean McVay thinks that his defense can shut down any offense and he doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't have to open up his playbook until he's in the playoffs and he's not going to lose to a Bill Belichick because he showed his hand. I love like, it, it, it's, it's This offense looks great right now. Um, but they're they're trailing fourteen three. Anyway, I guess back to our podcast. Uh, my RB star. Oh, John Gurley into the end zone. I get the win. Uh, Sean McCoy. Uh, Todd Gurley is my start of the week. <laughs> uh, no, Shady is. We typically try and stay away from the Thursday games because we're yeah. watching them as we're recording. This is this is the first or time we're we've recording on Friday. Yeah. So, oh yeah, we're um, Shady's my start of the week. Shady is my start of the week, not because I think he's going to have this some sort of explosive game, but we talk about volume being king. I do not believe the narrative that this is Damian Williams' backfield, and I want people to understand that LaShawn McCoy is a startable running back really from now until he proves that he can't be a starting running back, and he's done nothing but prove that. Uh, he had an ankle injury, and he scores two touchdowns and comes out with over 100 all-purpose yards. Last week, he has 80 all-purpose yards and a TD. The dude is putting up fantasy points. Snap percentage. Take it 71. when you can get it. Right, and he's on the field. 
your opportunities, your availability. He's on the field. He's playing. Use LaShawn McCoy while you have him. Craig, who's your start? David Montgomery. Uh, so this week, you're going to see a little bit of a change, I feel like, in Chicago. Um, we've already seen that they've moved away from Mike Davis. Uh, so we don't have to worry about that anymore. Uh, Montgomery started off the year with six attempts, then went to 18, 13, and 21. And then in those three games where it was 18, 13, 21, the Bears won each one of those games. And I think this game, they're also going to win against Oakland. And you're going to see a little bit more of a tougher matchup for the uh, passing game for Chicago with Oakland. Oakland's defense has actually showed up pretty well. And I think that you're you're going to see another, you know, 15 to 20, um, you know, rush attempt game for David Montgomery because this game is going to be a little bit more low scoring than uh, you would expect. I think that Montgomery is going to get a touchdown when they're within the, you know, five yard line, 10 yard line, whatever it may be. Uh, they're going to lean on Montgomery because of the stingy red zone defense of Oakland. So I, I think you're going to be able to, you know, get the value that you spent up for Montgomery this week. It's really going to show up. Um, you know, it's before the bye week. So, you know, hopefully, you know, that's what you're looking for is, is getting a good week before, you know, you have to sit Montgomery down. So we're going to go over to my running back sit. Uh, my running back sit this week is Frank Gore. Uh, Frank Gore put up 109 rushing yards last week, and that was on New England, which is a pretty stingy defense. But However, the one thing that that we do is take away your best player, and Frank Gore just finishes you know, stumble. Yeah, just you, you know, Frank Gore is you know he's he's not <laughs> Josh Allen. Josh Allen was the guy, uh, so we did everything we could to stop him. So anyway, Frank Gore is my sit this week. He's playing against Tennessee. Tennessee has been absolutely phenomenal against the run. I don't think that I have to really talk much that with Josh Allen out, if he is, that Frank Gore is going to have, you know, a, a pretty tough game. I think you're, he's still going to get all the touches. I'm not sure if Devin Singletary is back, but obviously that's going to hurt uh, Frank Gore as well. Um, but I, I really don't see with Tennessee and how their defense has been shaping up this year that, that Frank Gore is going to have a pretty good game. I think you're going to see, uh, even with, you know, 109 rushing yards Frank Gore had only 10.9 points that's what it equals out to in fantasy football he's not getting receptions he's not getting many touchdowns so this is this is what you're going to see and I, I don't think he's going to get up over 50 yards this week and I think you're going to be disappointed yeah my sit is uh Joe Mixon the Bengals are poo poo caca Joe Mixon has been poo poo caca that's all I'm gonna say that's this is the second week in a row well I, I did hit Joe Mixon twice and so this will be the third week in a, third week in a row that we sit Joe Mixon. Yeah, and uh, my sit is Josh Jacobs. He really hasn't done anything this season besides week one. Uh, he's going against Chicago. We, we all know about, about Chicago. So he's a big sit guy for me this week. Uh, and I guess I'll go right into my um, WR start. That's Will Fuller. I won't talk too much about this as I talked about him as the um, by low guy. So... Start Will Fuller this week with Houston. Uh, Tom? Craig, I'm going to say the first name. You want to say last? Cortland Sutton. Yeah, start him. You know what Cortland Sutton's on pace for? A quiet 1,300 yards and eight touchdowns. You know what that's good for, typically? A good game. Wide receiver one. <laughs> yep. Okay. So all we need to say, who's your sit? 
Yeah, no, Corlin Sutton, I, I, I truly believe, you know, as I had mentioned before, was someone that was ready to break out, if not already has. But I, I think this week with, with the Chargers, that there is a good shot. And it's not a knock on the defense. I think it's more with the, the offense on Denver trying to keep up with the offense in Los Angeles in this game. That Corlin Sutton, he's going to show you something. And at some point, everyone's going to see his size and athleticism. His ability to go up and get it is absolutely phenomenal. I've, I've followed this guy for a very long time. And he is due for, for letting the league know uh, you know that he he's there and he's going to be a mainstay wide receiver in the future. Jeez, Craig, get a room. My wide yeah. receiver sit is Terry McGotno quarterback. Terry Mc Terry McGotno QB. McGotno QB. He really he does. No he QB. does has no QBs. A Case Keenum. No, maybe not. Is it Dwayne Haskins? Hey, hey, well, maybe not. John is it Gruden. Colt McCoy? I I don't know. Is hey, Alex J- Smith coming back J- from the grave? J- J- John Gruden. Who's your what's it what's it what? Jay Gruden. Yeah, Jay. Jay Gruden. Who's your what's your QB plan? Uh, we don't have one. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need to say <laughs> this who my is quarterback an NFL is. coach who doesn't have a quarterback. <laughs> my uh, my quarterback is actually Terry Mc. I'm the quarterback. Um, so <laughs> Terry, Terry McQuarterback. Terry McQuarterback. So Number seventeen. With the fact Sorry. that he really has no offensive, you know, game plan, and. They're playing New England, one of the best defenses in the league right now. I really think that you need to temper expectations for for uh, what everyone's calling Scary Terry this week. He's going to be Scary Terry McDon't put me in your lineup. So <laughs> he 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 really needs to be sat. Yeah. All right, Tim. Yeah. So I'm sitting AJ Brown. Um, hey. he's tied that to Marcus. Sound Mariota. analysis by your own. Yeah. Listen. He's he tied had, to my sit quarterback. Yeah, I, I just I know he had a big week last week. I, I have no like real backup of why you should sit him other than he's in a really bad offense. He's not a bad player, but he's in a terrible sure, no, offense. No, not a bad player, but you're right. You shouldn't be starting AJ Brown. Scotty. Yep, I agree. And my sit this week is uh DJ. DJ Chark I can find that sound bite. Probably could. I think um like I said, I think they're gonna focus more on the run with Fournette and with DD Westbrook getting a lot more targets now in the system with Minshew, I think they're gonna be spreading the ball out a lot more. Minshew likes to throw to multiple people. His D. Marcus Lee is back too. Did, did he ever accept that animal? Uh... All right, come on, we're running out of time, guys. <laughs> All right, anyways, um, DJ Chark is a sit. He he's had a great season so far, but he's going to disappoint. And my tight end star is Jimmy Graham, mainly because Devontae Adams is most likely going to be out. So Jimmy Graham will be that red zone target for uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, my tight end start is Tyler Eifert. Uh, the Cardinals are giving up six touchdowns in 500 yards this season through four games to tight ends. The Bengals are terrible, but Arizona's worse against tight ends. So. Arizona's the worst. Yeah. Oh, by far. Look at Will Dizzle last week. <laughs> Will so, Dizzle. 
my tight end start this week is if if there was a time that you were going to start him, it's now. Oh, so gross. Eric, so e- right. Eric Ebron against <laughs> Kansas City with Tyler. Uh, I mean, T. Y. Hilton maybe not playing. Marlon Mack maybe not playing. If like I said, if if there was any time to start him, it's now. So you know, if you have him or if you have tight end issues, like most people do. You know, this is this is a start. So Eric Ebron's my start. And again, to reiterate what we've all been talking about, Tennessee's offense, Delaney Walker is my tight end sit. Walkie. Don't need to continue to go and beat the bush um, or beat the drum, but Delaney Walker's my sit. OJ Howard, my sit. I'm going to sneeze. Leave it. OJ Howard. OJ Howard, that's sad because <laughs> we love him, but he sucks. Bless you. Greg Olson is my sit of the week with Carolina. You saw what Kyle Allen did last week. He is no Cam Newton. He's not taking over that quarterback spot at all. When Cam's back, he's back. Kyle Allen's not the real deal. Um, Greg Olson's a sit. Who's the guy we're sleeping on this week? Uh, so I'm. I think that with Cincinnati. Uh, you're going to see a little bit of a conceded effort with Gio Bernard. Uh, Arizona's obviously got awful. Uh, so I think you're going to get a little bit of, with Joe Mixon being, you know, having a, a lot of troubles in their offensive line, not really doing well. Drew Bernard could be a sleeper. Maybe not be someone that you're playing. But if you're in a very, very deep league and you have to, Drew Bernard could get some work. Yeah, and uh, my sleeper this week is Keyshawn Johnson from the Cardinals, mainly because Christian Kirk is is already doubtful, so I don't think he's going to play. Um, he's had a lot of target share. He's had a high snap percentage, so he's the number. He should be the number two behind Larry Fitz. So it's a great week to start Keyshawn Johnson. And my sleeper is Auden Tate. I absolutely nailed it last week. So you should start this guy. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. 6'5", uh, I did nail him you, last you, week. You could but, start him, too. Um, Auden to. Tate, 6'5", no John Ross, no A.J. Green. Um, this is an offense that is clearly going to be playing from behind. Zach Taylor has a lot to prove. He's a one-year coach. Andy Dalton, he's Andy Dalton. Anyway, Auden Tate, 6'5". I'll take a 6'5 receiver. So we each have a dart. We each have a board, and we're throwing the dart. Yeah, my dart. Who is, so my on? my dart is Hunter Renfro. There's no uh, Tyrell Willi- uh, Williams. Like you may know this name. Here's the thing. Like it's tough. So we're all in a dynasty league I mean, if you, together. If you, so if like you watch Hard know, Knocks, you know who. Yeah, and you Hunter and you know Renfro. who he is through Hard Knocks and stuff. And we all play in a dynasty league together, so we know. So, but Hunter Renfro has a legitimate chance to have a fantasy impact if Tyrell Tyrell Williams sits. He's my dart throw. And uh, my dart throw is, I think it's Ola Bees Johnson. Ola Bees? I, I, I don't know how to. Arby's? Ola Bees. Ola Bees. I will look it up. Minnesota somewhere. wide receiver. He had a uh, few targets and catches last week with Stefan Diggs not practicing for unknown reasons and possibly traded. Who knows if he'll play this week? So, um, dart throw. So my dart throw is because he has a cool name. He plays for Dallas and he's six foot two, Cedric Wilson Jr. And we are a top shelf fantasy. You can go find us on Twitter <laughs> at Top Shelf. <laughs> I don't even. I literally have never heard of this right, guy right, right. before. Hey, I don't know hey, what Craig, position is he a wide receiver. 
He's a wide receiver. Well, you never said that. I did say that. Did he? <laughs> Scotty's so angry. I no, literally he didn't. Say I that. did no, not say wide no, receiver. No, I was I was waiting for him you to go, say what and he has a good name, <laughs> and he lives in Dallas because his name is Cedric, <laughs> and we're talking about fantasy. All right, <laughs> that is a dart throw. To yep. be honest, so Scotty and I don't know what position he plays. That's a dart throw. Well, that's, that's a good so one. technically he's the fifth wide receiver with Gallup out. He's the fourth wide receiver for Dallas. Uh, so that's why I picked him. Um, so perfect, again, we're a top a, shelf a fantasy. Throw. So uh, uh, I'm signing off. I'm Scott. What's up? How you doing? And <laughs> we and and, and, <laughs> and I'm Craig. And that's this up. is Top Shelf Fantasy. Top Shelf FNTSY on Twitter. TopShelfFantasy.com on the internet. Stay fluid, stay loose. To the Palm Springs, girls from brunettes down to blonde queens. These young boys don't know what a dawn mean. I'm just a bad boy, gone clean. I'm the diamond chain choker, always remain sober. Don't drink liquor and all the game's over. 